0: Yo, yo, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to File Sports Podcast. I am your host with the most, so have a toast, Lita Johnson. What's going on, y'all? We are talking. This is real, it's real big right now in Villanova sports. I think this is one of the most active years since I've been doing this, since Villanova won their first, uh, well, not their first, their second championship with Archie Yakino. I've been, you know, almost five years writing for Villanova and it's just this is the best most active on both sides of the sports game has been now let's get right to some subjects I want to get into and one of the main subjects now that we look at the team I mean, you can kind of blueprint how team is going to look I mean it's only one last commit you know for this class and I honestly believe if they don't get kills they might not go for nobody I mean think about it if they don't get kills they can just fall back for 2022 and add another spot. It's so kind of how they did, you know. 2020, they had, they had a spot. Could, could have had two. Let I me mean, had two spots, really, for 2020 if they wanted it, but they didn't do that. So now, you look at um. Let's look at some players. Brandon Slater. Believe it or not, this is a big topic about him. Let's talk about him. Looking at um Brandon Slater and what type of player he is, I had a whole bunch of expectations for him. I was one of the guys, no question. I mean, you're going to get something wrong. But I didn't really. What am I looking for, though? You think I'm looking for 20 points? Possibly. But not when he was recruited. I mean, he's a guy that could grow to that. But I really was thinking that 13 a game at the most for Brandon Slater. Five rebounds. Three assists. That's the type of guy that Brandon Slater can be. Two steals. Two steals. I mean, that's what you're looking for—a good, productive college player, impactful, uh, energetic, just really a guy that could do a lot with the basketball. Everything on both ends. He's the type. Of, listen, he was number fifty-three in the nation, eleventh-ranked small forward. It, he was going back and forth between shooting guard, and small forward, being ranked. He's really a gem, and I, I haven't given up on him. I just say this is this is the year. This is the year, man. That he has to show it. On two things are gonna happen: either he'll be a starter his senior, year, or he'll be backing up small forward. And I think it's gonna be, it's, it's gonna decide a lot in between if Antoine plays shooting guard or small forward. If Slater shows he's progressing, evolve, he's a starting small forward, and Antoine's a starting shooting guard. And everybody's so ill intent on. Oh, and it's Moore's not knock- going Because you've seen more impact because Antoine was hurt. Y'all forget the priority of getting Antoine and the Robinson Earl. They forget that Moore was just a surprise. I mean, he had, he had been a player. He had been a player like that. He had been one of those type of players. He had been one of those type of players. That could. Impact. Justin, it's like people forget. You know what? I'm gonna have to be honest. It's like people forget how good that class was. Like way to Quintelly impacts at Alabama. Everybody is trick Oh well, he wasn't a good. He was a great fit. He just didn't want to wait. His only, I say what he wasn't a fit for. He just didn't want to wait. He, he he didn't like the fact that. You know, you got to fall back and you got to wait your turn. in over, he wants it now. He wanted it now. His boy Naz Reed was getting it. You know, he wanted it now. And I, and I honestly think if he was a sophomore year, he would have impacted him because it was his time. That's how, look at Jay Wrights how he does things. I think that would have been it. I think it's no question. Lee and Gillespie in the backcourt getting much time. Jay Wright talked about it his freshman year, about how Quinley could play off the ball, how Quinley could play shooting guard and shoot the ball. Not mm-hmm. starting there, but just playing that position in the lineup. How Gillespie uh, and, and Booth and Quinley could all be on the same floor. He had to learn the game. Learn the Villanova game. Jay Wright is not going to put you in there just learning it. You got to play your game. Uh, Cole Swider was 44th ranked. Ninth ranked power forward, number one in Rhode Island. Okay, Sadiq Bay, we all know. Number two in DC. 137, 34 ranked small forward. Look what happens. Sadiq Bay was a three star. Slater and Swiler, listen, dancing on five star status. I I will I'm never gonna forget. Uh, or give up on Slater until he just doesn't do good no more. He has too much talent. Last year, it just seemed like he was scared to shoot. I'm going to be honest. like he was scared to shoot the ball. Like, shoot, you know, he wants to play basketball and do the right thing. So, defense, he was there. Lining up for uh, passing the ball, uh, lining up for rebounds. But scoring, it's just like he, he just didn't have that instinct to do it, Period. He had so many chances, and then when he did shoot, he missed shots. So Slater has to upgrade. He has to upgrade. This is his time. It's the junior season, and this is the time he can do it. Slater backing up for Samuels, coming in being an instant force as a scorer, as a re- as a rebounder, as a as a defensive player. We know Samuels, you look at the time. Samuel's gonna get so much time. Him and Gillespie get that time, but Slater's gonna get time at the small forward, backing up for Samuels. No question. How much how much time he'll get? I think he can get ten minutes a game. Eight between eight and ten minutes. I can see him getting that a game. With Sw- Robinson Robertson Earl. What does Swider get? See that that's the I want to know the front court minutes. Now I'm tossed up on that one. Cole Swatter is definitely going to get time. They need the depth. They need it. Dada. You know, uh, how much time is he going to get? Because Eric Dixon's there now. So, it's a loaded front. Look at that front court. It's a loaded front court. It's loaded. You want to say, oh, Slater ain't doing... Slater is still a top prospect that's on there. This is his junior season, my man. His first year... He got the same time that any freshman gets in a J Wright scheme, unless you just impact that much to get that type of time. So Cole Swider got a little bit more time than Slater. A lot more time than Slater his freshman season. Then Slater got time his sophomore season. He had finally got his nose wet. Swider got his nose wet early. Then he got hurt around his freshman season. But now, both teams. I see a lot. This is what happens to Jay Wright players. Once they play, they get, they become good. They become productive. They become impactful. Michael Bridges, Chris Jenkins, Phil Booth. They had to play, and then here they came. They just grew with each potential as they played. Every time, Daryl Reynolds. I mean, just check them out. Eric Pascal, Dante DiVincenzo. Every time they play each year, it was an improvement. Each year. I think the most dramatic improvement was the Sadiq Bay improvement because Sadiq Bay didn't redshirt. You know, he didn't. You know, he didn't have a chance to fall. Like I say, redshirt. You can do that all you want, but if you don't get on their floor, you're, you're still a Everybody talking about, oh, well, Omari Spellman was this age. He didn't play. Period. I don't care what. He was 21. He didn't play. (laughs) You got to play. One and done. Stop all that mess. Stop all the BS. One and done. You can't take nothing away from a person. for Like, how? How do you do that? He didn't play. I don't care what trainers you're around. That doesn't do anything. That doesn't help anything. It helps. Okay, it helps. It doesn't matter when you're talking about one and done because you can talk about training and all that. But if you do that for 17 years, they don't mean you played. What I mean by that is that if you do, if you don't play for 17 years, but you around the facility training and doing weights, you still didn't play. You have no experience. You're just a player around trainers. So that, that makes no sense. I think it's a it's 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 a, one of those type of teams that it's a lot of things that's going to be answered this year, and that now you go to the, I say the loaded back front court. We'll get back to that, but the back court is just so like Calib Daniels. out everybody on the back court, even the Colin Gillespie. Everybody talks about Calib Daniels. Calib Daniels. He is the most anticipated Villanova player on this team, even to me over Jeremiah Robinson Earl. You know what you're getting. You know he's going to evolve. Kaleem Daniels is a guy You know what that adds, though? You know why they're on him? Because you know what that adds? It adds another guy, a killer, next to Colin Gillespie around the guards. Guys, you know, they got that same, almost almost exact height. And now him playing behind Colin, he'll be the point guard for the next year. He, he's going to be that guy. So if he's that guy, then this is special to see both these guys on the court. Now, same thing with Moore Antoine. It's the same thing. You're going to see both of them be dynamic. Both of them have, you know, every once in a while, one to have twenty point games one night, the other one have them. Sometimes one to have eleven, sometimes one to have uh, thirteen. Like sometimes one to have nine. I mean, but mo- these both these guys, Antoine and Moore, are going to average double figures. They're going to be hard to stop in the biggies. There's no guard depth better than this guard depth. No guard depth. Now front court is different. We got to we got to look for it. But just looking at talent on paper, you're not going to get a, you know, guys like that. First thing you get is Brian Antoine bring the 17th-ranked player, second-ranked shooting guard, third-ranked player in Jersey. Then you get a top number 57 rated, Justin Moore, 7th-ranked shooting guard. They got two elite shooting guards. Number one in Maryland. The crazy thing about that, then you get the crazy part, people need to understand this point guard situation. Chris Archidiakono, a three star, he scored over 20, 20 points a game. That's Ryan's brother. That's five guards. Whether I'm hearing Chris can get some run, just like Eric, but I don't think this is sophomore year. Once Gillespie leaves, here comes Brizzy. Okay? I don't think Brizzy gets rushed into his role. Because now you got a freshman and a junior. And I think Christian Archer gets his shine and becomes a real good. I think he teaches Brizzy. Seriously, next year it's, it's Daniels and, and, and Chris. I think Brizzy learns. There's a possibility that Brizzy, I think he should get redshirt. I think out of all these guys, Brizzy's the one. If he's your point guard of the future, you redshirt Brizzy. I think that should happen. It's a deep guard field, and then next year, both more. The next year, both more and Antoine will be juniors. Antoine's gonna leave junior or sophomore year. That's just what it is. If if Antoine gets that time, which if I just think that Antoine starts. If he doesn't, just look at how scouts are gonna look at him once he gets the ball in his hand, once he's playing. And NBA scouts, once he's playing on the floor, he's going to be analyzed, just like Scotty Lewis. Scotty Lewis now looking at the 2021 draft, he'll be in that talented draft. Antoine, I can see him being the same way. We're just going to see how scouts see, they're going to be watching how he impacts. But if he's a junior, which I predict, I predict junior. I predict he comes out as a junior. Him and Moore both did. Moore stays a senior. He'll be a starting shooting guard as a senior. I think Antoine starts as a junior. Or you put Moore and you put Antoine and Slater backs up. It just really depends on Slater. If Slater shows he can be that small forward, then they know they can bring Moore off the bench and he has another year of eligibility to be a senior and be a star as a senior. Because Moore still going to average about 12, 13 points a game. Or, or I say, I think they both could average 13 a game. I think both of them average that next year. I just don't, I'm going to have to see him not, I'm going to have to see these guys not average 13 points a game next year. Y'all got to, y'all got to really read me this. I think both guys do. And then you look at Daniels, another guy that can average 11 points a game. Look at Kyler Gillespie. I think he averages 17 points a game. I think that is a very impactful guard rotation. Then you look at uh, 17 points a game from Robertson Earl and about 11 rebounds. Okay. Then you're looking at J- uh, Jermaine Samuels, about 15 and eight, 15 and seven. I say he gets. Then you're looking at Dada. Dada is not gonna. I think he averages eight and seven. I just think that's what he gets. 1.2 blocks, 1.4 blocks. I think if, if I think he if you give him his time as a center, there you go. Now off the bench, uh, we've already said Antoine and Daniels, and then we can get seven from Cole Swatter. I think he shoots about forty-seven percent from three, and becomes one of them deadly guys you do not want to come off the bench. Slater can average four. Just be average four points a game. Just show when it's time for you to score, you make people pay four to five points a game. That is a very impactful bench. And then you the don't. You can't come to me and be like, "That's a lot of you know." How do you think? Yes, this is how good this team is. Look how Cole started off hot last year. You don't think he can come in again and evolve from that? You know, he had his ups and downs, but when he came in, he was hot. Kalev Daniels, the hype around him. Look what Justin Moore did. Look who Antoine is. We got to be a little bit more... Eric Dixon, I, I don't think... You know what what, what? what happens then? I think it's a possibility five points a game for Dixon. I don't think people... He is gonna be a factor. He rebounding big body, he hit some threes. But he's gonna learn a lot like any freshman do when they come in. He's gonna learn a lot. He's just not gonna come in and take over that spot. But he's gonna be in their lineup. I see you forget about Eric Dixon. I don't know what Arthur Diagonal probably score about, what, one, two points a game. To be honest with you, I've heard a lot of things about it, but he's not going to be able to get run with the, with that type of rotation. He's just not, I got to see how they do this. I really have to see how they do this. I'm, I've heard that Chris George Jackson was going to have time and all this, but maybe a little more than meets the eyes once you see how the other guys come back. All right, when we come back, we're gonna get more into Villanova and um more news, see what's going on, uh football. Um when we come back on File Leader, I mean this basketball, it's really important. Now now things get important. Alright. On File Leader, we will be back on File Leader
1: i i This is I listen, I listen. I'm about
0: I'm about Cause the crowd so every What's going on, y'all? Listen. We back, follow leader. Uh let's talk about Lenovo and where, where it goes there. I always I was telling about Trevor Kills in the situation of, you know, um possibly if Kills does not commit, they might not go after nobody. I mean, I know it's some guys and a couple of people, uh Caleb Houston, a uh, 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 a target for them in twenty twenty two is now in twenty twenty one. Uh, Stevie Mitchell, maybe. But no, Tamar Bates now. I think if they don't get those guys, that's it. Because if you go into 2022 and you look at Justice Williams, you look at Jairus Walker, you look at Jalen Dern. I really believe in the highest form that this could, if they don't get, you know, certain guys, if they don't get those guys, I just feel like they're going to go. Because Mark Armstrong is one guy who's a top 20 point guard. And you can definitely get him and put him on your team backing up Brizzy and have another future point guard. Sky Clark. Oh man. He can play combo. He can play two of the three. So if you don't get Trevor kills there's an opening. There's an opening, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Armstrong and Sky Clark are both considered combo guards in this this year. And you know, um that's interesting. I think right now they've only Jalen Duran and Justice Williams. You look at Jared Walker, who's a small forward. It really loads their team up. At first, I was just saying Jairus Walker, Justice Williams, and Jalen Dern. That's what I was going with. But with one more spot, I think it's a three-man class in 2022. I just think that's it. I think everybody else is being looked at. But Even though, I mean, the point guards are being recruited heavy, heavy in Villanova for 2022. So how can I not think it could be a four? Let me think about it. Listen, if they get Mark Armstrong, the next year, Brizzy couldn't redshirt. I don't see Brizzy redshirt. I see Brizzy playing to sophomore. And then you have another point guard come in. They want to keep the rotation going. So, it's interesting to see how things turn out. It's real interesting to see just how things turn out. is the guy. And if he isn't there, it could be another guy. It's just real interesting to see how this is going to work. Because Daniels will be gone. Right? Now, you can look at Armstrong. Say Clark and Armstrong both get off it's Brizzy, Clark Armstrong. They'll have a deeper depth and elite depth at point guard than they ever had. All of them can play shooting guard, point guard. They can all play in the backcourt together, every single one of them. So that's real interesting and exciting. Then you're looking at after Daniels is gone, I see Antoine being gone. Then Justin Moore is at their shooting guard position. It's interesting. I just think if Kills doesn't commit, then they're going right after somebody else in the 2022 class. So, it's real interesting to see how things turn out. Look, y'all, it's going down. Hang on, y'all. When we come back, we got Angelo Angelo Brizzy. The man Briz. The Wiz Briz is going to be on the line, and we're going to talk to the New Nova, Nova commit when we get back, y'all. <laughs> Yo, what's up, y'all? This is your leader, Leader Johnson, host of the, the Foul Leader Show, and we have a special guest here. One of the best point guards in the 2021 class. Can razzle you, can dazzle you, can lead a team. I absolutely think it was the right choice. Angelo Brizzy, how you doing, my man? I'm good. How you doing? Man, I'm doing good, man. Everybody's a family, just staying together. Good times to everybody to be family this time, man. Um, you committed to Villanova. How long were they recruiting you?
1: Uh I wanna say uh March, right around
0: there. Right. I I I'm looking now, this was Jay Wright has a he always can pull rabbits out the head, and I felt this was a big one. Cause when they when they uh gave you their offer, two four seven didn't even have stars for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, like they they found, and then it's crazy. Like soon as the stars came, soon as Nova put that tag on, the stars came. Like people saw that. Like this kid, he's been good. Like people have been looked, but Nova just knew to pull the trigger. The guys they offered and Rasul, another good uh, point guard, and Stevie Mitchell. We'll talk more about that. They had stars, but you and I feel, in my opinion, this this in my opinion, I feel like you're a high level four star point guard. Like you're you're borderline of their five. People are gonna know. You're gonna know. Um. You average 20 points a game and six assists. I mean, that season you had, your last season, averaging 20 and six, and then you, you continue to be a guy that creates turnovers. Some Nova likes passing the ball and turnovers. Tell us what you're going to bring to Villanova. You, can, you, can't tell, you to Villanova. Yeah,
1: tell us what you're going to bring
0: to Villanova? Tell us what you're going to bring to Villanova. What will you bring to Villanova's team? What type of impact will you bring as a point guard
1: to Villanova? Tough, uh tough brain point guard, you know, dab on the floor, take
0: a side. Uh I can score a little bit. Uh pretty uh pretty skilled, I think. So uh you know I can score off the pass, make things happen mm-hmm. you know, and maybe I see I that. I I see that and I see one guy like when I obviously saw your game, I compared compare to Steve Nash. Like you're like a more explosive and then you got hops like and then I see his picture. So, you you know about Steve Nash? Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: that's, that's, that's what I hear the porn guys all
0: time. That's crazy. That is crazy. When you see you play, you see so much of Steve Nash in you because you're able to create with the past. Um, now, there's one thing I want to talk about. It was, it was a little Twitter thing went down. I always bring live to the, the Carter Witt situation. I'm like, now, what does that have to do? Like, they come with Carter Witt. What, what, what game are they talking about?
1: I'm playing with Hugh Curry. And, uh, we were down in the Panthers this past weekend uh, down in South Carolina, and we matched up with the A.E. team. I want to say he's a person like you to. Yeah, we matched up with them. And, he uh, nah, he's a good game. I didn't play well, but it was also, you know, in my defense, I was just shut down for like two months. hmm um, Like, because the has been the night The tomorrow. So but that kind of shut me down, and I tried to come back that weekend.
0: Right. Like,
1: and it was a big game, so I tried to play. Probably shouldn't have, but you know I'm not gonna make an excuse. I mean,
0: yeah, right, you know, right.
1: The play, obviously, I mean, he so has to push that, but um, he played way better than me. I'm not gonna
0: deny that. Everybody has though. The thing is, is a complete point guard. Carter Witt is not the team of the decade choice. This, <laughs> is not the team of the decade. One, of Angelo Brizzy, an elite point guard that can go both ways. To me, if, if I'm looking at this class, I mean, you're 6'4". You're 6'4", right? 6'4". And six four. that's
1: all matters.
0: Right. They, like, like, you a guy that you got hops. Like,
1: a little
0: you, bit, a little bit, a little bit of hops. I saw you do the one when you tried to dunk on the whole team. I said, this kid got heart. And then you keep energy on the court. Have you talked to anybody from this 2021 class? Have you been able to, like, talk with anybody?
1: Like some of the other commits from, from yeah,
0: any, any other 20, 21 commits? Have you been able to talk with anybody? Yeah, uh, Trey Patterson
1: texted me the other day. Um, and, you know, me, like all four, I think the other, like all three of them, Trey, Jordan, and uh, is it Nano, is that his name? Yeah, Nana
0: Njoku. Yeah, Nana. He, uh, I mean, we all probably said that. That's good. Him, and,
1: like I said, Trey texted me the other day. Um, you know, no, I haven't spoken with Jordan or uh, Nana yet, but... I'm, I'm sure
0: we're going to see you. You're already a game changer because when you committed, it pivoted over at number one. Originally, Florida State just went to number one because of the Naheem Cloud. Just, uh, you know, he's in 2021 class now. He was in 2019, but he's in 2021 class. It puts some number, but no, truly, like, for y'all to be number two, like, this class is amazing. This is a good group of players. Um yes, Now, we're talking about you're the point guard of the future. That's just it. Like, everybody knows that you're next. And, have you been able? You, you said you talked to uh, Gillespie, right?
1: Yes.
0: What, what have you learned from him? What do you like about Gillespie?
1: Um, so I mean, I've only, he texted me a couple times. He texted me like, uh, you know, probably a couple months ago. Um, and just said, like, I just I actually reached out any time. And then he texted me after I committed to. And, right. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've watched him a couple times. And I mean, what I like about him, obviously, you know, um, you know, kind of. You know, I think I resemble him a little bit in a, you know, not super athletic. No, no disrespect to him, but obviously he's not like a freak athlete. I'm not a freak athlete, right? Both point guards. Right. Um, obviously, he's one of the best players in college basketball. Um, he's skilled, but you know, he he just does he need to do. Right. you right. Know, Take care of yeah. takes care of like business. Like yeah, someone gave me like thirty, but you know, if he doesn't need to drop thirty, like if he has to do other stuff, he's gonna do that. Right. He's just, uh, I mean, he just put like down decisions at point guard play. He just
0: he does whatever. Like, just whatever needs to be done. Just. You look at guys like Justin Moore. You get to play with guy, around guys like Antoine. And you get to play with guys like, you know, Slater and Cole Swider. You got Eric Dixon on this team. Like, what do you like about Villanova's offense that caters to your game? I mean, the, the
1: biggest thing um, that I attracts me you know, that, but I think that, you know, the staff liked about me is obviously shooting um you know building over one of the best shooting teams in the country yes. the most um uh, you, know, you shoot
0: out the gym. People. You shoot out the gym, man. Like your range is crazy.
1: Yeah I've been working on that um yeah it's, it's grown a lot uh over the past couple of years but mm. yeah obviously the shooting aspect is uh you know what I think is uh, the biggest like what fits me the most um because, like I said it's such a big part of the building over the offense. Um and from there it's like, you know, there's just a ton of scoring opportunities for everybody, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. point guard like the point guard doesn't always have to bring it up and you know, pass the ball. Like sometimes the point guard would get out run, and run, you know, one of the other guys bring score and then, you know, it's easier to score when you're running the lane sometimes. So it's just a you know, space out, uh, you know, shooting a lot. Uh, everybody gets a lot of scoring opportunities, uh, options, I think, I well, I think that's where, you know, I can't feeling really well.
0: He was able to form a good relationship I know the coach in Villanova is real close with their players what coaches that you form good relationship with in your recruiting uh the coach I spoke to
1: the most was Coach Nardi um, Right, yeah. and then Coach Wright was actually in contact with me a lot we spoke every week uh for for months um so yeah I was really really tight with Nardi and then Coach Wright and actually the day I had um zoom call with just
0: all the assistants to me coach neptune and coach uh i'm gonna mess with his last name coach Hal- Halko, Halko halkovich
1: halkovich yeah george yeah
0: yeah that's uh, my guy there yeah george yeah i got to speak with them so uh yeah it's, it's all good right now that's good they had that good relationship um and he, now you're just on a zoom call
1: who was you talking with man
0: you said today he was on a zoom call you said who, who was you talking with on the zoom
1: I think we just saw all, uh, all three assistants, Nardi,
0: uh, Coach George, and Coach Nesson. Yeah, I know they're happy. Yeah, they're happy. Anything, what were they mentioning? What was they talking about, man? Anything, uh, what were they saying to you? It wasn't It wasn't anything in particular. It was really right.
1: just, uh, you know, just getting to speak with them face-to-face. We just talked yeah. about, like, NBA stuff today and, you know, than that. it wasn't, wasn't anything, like, serious. It was just, you know, getting to speak face-to-face off in a group and to know each other a
0: little bit better. I know you're looking to get up there. You're looking to, um... Anytime you gonna schedule something on campus, or the what, what, what is your schedule in the future for going to Nova?
1: It just it just depends on uh, what the you know. What's, what's going the, on? Yeah. The virus. Yeah. Just, I think everybody just for business, just waiting to see what's gonna happen. Yeah.
0: You know, nobody nobody really knows what they're gonna be able to do. Now I'm gonna say, listen, you're from Virginia, right? Yes. And listen, Trevor Keels is from Virginia. He he's the top That's target for Nova. Like, has there been any talking? Have you talked with him? What is that like? Like, he's a Virginia. I know you got to be like, you got two of the most, you got two elite Virginia guys. And would you, how would you love to have, what would be good about having Trevor Kills in the future with you? And have you talked to him? Yeah, so we actually just started speaking
1: a little bit uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm trying to get him to come up with Nova now. But uh, yeah, I think, it'd be, I think it'd be really cool to have, you know, two of the, Top ranked right kids of Virginia, you
0: know, go out the state cool. If that's a commitment, then that y'all gonna have I don't see for somebody knock number one from that class, this is good to have Jordan. Longino he's from the area. I, I'm in Philly, so he's he's from the area and it's good to have that then from Delaware. You get that guy, this is a real good balance. and Trey's from Jersey, you know, it's like a good balance. Then you go to Virginia, these are all Villanova's Love spots here, you know. Like these are, yeah, th- this area they have elite athletes in every area. How special do you feel like this class can be? I think
1: really special, uh, you know. right now, uh, you said, you, said, you said Florida State jumped number one
0: today, yeah. Naheem McLeod was originally a 2019 commit to Florida State, and he recently reclassified to 2021. So, to me, in that essence, you know. You got to go with you know I you know that that's home there two four seven sports so people do that but he he wasn't really a part of y'all class so I really feel like yeah. Nova is still number one you know so that's my uh, yeah. hit there so yeah but if y'all get Trevor if if Trevor commits this is a, a whole another level Nova is not many people if you're looking at the balance of everything that can knock Nova from number one regardless Nova will have should have no more. And then maybe number three, it, it, will, it won't go no lower than three. Like, this is really a special class, a special unit. And I want to say, man, congratulations on committing to Nova. And we looking forward to excitement. Man, you exciting on their floor, man. I'm, I'm telling people, Brizzy was the first choice. Everybody talking, let's just clear this up. Rasul Diggins, great Philly from out here and in Philly, you know. And then you got Stevie Mitchell, both Philly guys. Brizzy was the first one with an offer. He was the top priority. They wanted Angelo Brizzy, and welcome to Nova Nation, my man. Thank you, I
1: appreciate
0: that, man. And we gonna see you out there, man. And I'm, I'm gonna be look, I'm gonna be watching, man. I'll see you out there. Okay. All right, man. We about to be out, y'all. Uh, it's good to talk to Angelo Brizzy, man. I'm talking about. This is gonna be. It's it's a it's a different story when you talk about a guy with his type of talent. He isn't the type of guy that can just shoot the ball. That's the first thing. You know, you got to be able to shoot. He's a guy that can think on the move. He has great athleticism for his playmaking ability. This is going to be a player that all of Nova Nation is going to love. So, y'all, look, I'm out, y'all. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter, y'all. And I'm out, y'all. Follow the leader. Yo, yo, what's up? Welcome to the Fire Leader Sports Podcast, and I am your host, with the most, have a Toast, Leader Johnson. What's going on, y'all? And I have Philly, 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 Philly things to talk about, all right? Now, we're talking about the Sixers. They, they face the Pacers on August, and the Pacers have a team. Now, we're talking about, you know, who they need to play, uh, it's that we all know that Victor Adipo, him being back is big, and then, you know, there are deep teams, Sabonis, and other guys they have on this team, Miles Turner. It's a very talented team, but Philly should, you know, you're making the move. This is it. 30 games, all right? Then you got 30 games, and teams like this got to move over. I don't care what talent they have philly has to come in now i mean it's nothing you could talk about tobias has to be that killer like he can be you gotta let tobias be Tob- i feel like that's a big thing let tobias be tobias like he was with the clippers like he was with orlando like he was always a go-getter let him be a go-getter let him do his thing but it's just so many different alphas around here people are talking about al horford That's disrespect right now it's so it's disrespect. al horford is doing his job what did y'all what were y'all looking for I think, I, I, listen, people who didn't know who Al Horford was before this happened are just, you have expectations that are crazy. Then when he, when he had them big monster games, you know, early in the season, Al Horford is playing Al Horford. They're not playing around. Like, when you was in Boston, Boston knew when Al Horford was on the floor. Certain plays, certain ways, things have to be done for Al Horford. It's not the Sixers. The Sixers are playing Al Horford into their scheme. And he's producing what he produces. What do people want out of Al Horford? I know they see the contract, but he's an all-star. I mean, what type of all-star y'all looking for? What, what are y'all looking for in Al Horford? Kevin Durant? Y'all have to stop this. This is crazy. He's an all-star player. Let him be him. Of course, the bench is a thing to have. Yes, let him if he plays on the bench, let him play on the bench. But Al Horford's still going to get 25, 27 minutes at the least. That's still going to happen. He's still going to get the ball. He's still going to be around the ball, shoot outside shots, inside shots. Al Horford is still going to be there. Now, if he gets traded, he'll probably be a piece, if, if you look at it. He could be a piece with any team in the league. Like Philly, actually, that's another dangerous thing. Philly has a trade piece. They have a trade piece that can bring them in someone that could be critical. I mean, if if you if, if I'm coming to somebody at the top of the list, it'd be Blake Griffin. You put Blake Griffin with the 76, I know he's injury prone, but man, he's a good talent. Or you go for Aaron Gordon. Go for Aaron Gordon. Bring Aaron Gordon with his ability, trade Al Horford to the Orlando Magic, and we get Aaron Gordon. I wouldn't even be, with that With that pick, you can go ahead and give up a first-round draft pick, but you're still going to have to give me somebody else. It isn't going to be just Aaron Gordon. Because if I can't give you Al Horford straight up for Aaron Gordon, then we'll oh, see, Al Horford and a, a second-round draft pick, and that's just a second-round draft pick because I'm giving you Al Horford. Because he goes to Orlando, then it's a different offense. He's going to score. He's going to do his thing. He's going to do a lot. They're going to play around Al Horford. Aaron Gordon can fit right into the offense of the 76ers and be a, like, a very dangerous weapon. Flying a- across the alley-oops from Ben Simmons, running down the floor. He would be something different with the Philadelphia 76ers. So that would be a good straight-up trade. He's a good trade. Anybody would want Al Horford. Anybody. People know the Sixers run up and down the floor, and people want to see him do what they do. Let Al Horford be Al Horford. I really don't get that whole terminology. I just, I just don't get it. I think he's a good player, and we should keep him. I really do. He's a good defender. Who's going to be? He's one of the best defenders, front court defenders in in the league. So that's big. Um, but if you can get, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, our Aaron Gordon. Is one of those type of players, man. I mean, when you look at Aaron Gordon, you're talking about an athletic guy came out the 20, the 14 draft. He's one of those players, and and the way he's scoring now, showing his talent, he's averaging 14.7 points, rebounds, 3.7 assists. You're getting something with an Aaron Gordon. I think a straight up trade. With it or a second-round draft pick. Would I give up two second-round draft I would give up two second-round draft picks for Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, this season, doing what he does, he just has to, you know, the only thing about Aaron Gordon is that his shot selection, you know, he shoots, you know, only shooting 43% from the field with 30% from three. With a team like the Sixers, he can develop into a better player. He's one of those young talents. You can get a lot off by getting a guy like Aaron Gordon and putting him on your team. You know, you can put Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris. You let Aaron Gordon come off the bench when you put Ben Simmons at the point guard position. Because that's what's going to happen. Ben Simmons is just not going to not rest. It's not like he's never ever going to play point guard again. You can put him at the point guard position. He knows like you're looking at Shake Milton. Ben Simmons could be the backup point guard. Then you switch and you can put somebody else in like the Al Horford situation. Like Philadelphia is dangerous. They just have to click and play play some games. Let these guys play some games. Things would be totally different. And they're playing Indiana, which is a deep team, a team that's going to be in the playoffs, a tough team, one of the toughest teams in the NBA, young, explosive. And Philly has the length to guard any offensive firepower. And when the Warriors had their players, the Sixers were good at guarding them, beating them in the season. They just got length. Now it's it's still the same. I, I don't know if... The thing is, the Aaron Gordon trade, I don't think the Sixers would make a move on it. It would have to really be something that blows them out the water. They would rather wait to the draft and trade up than trade right now for a player. You know, you'd rather wait for a, to trade up for a young player. They have an opportunity in this draft, you know, to make a move and go up. Who's to say they won't trade up to get a Sadiq Bay or R.J. Hampton? Possibly a Cole Anthony. The way they're talking about, I hear you know. Seeing it's, I don't. I really want to see how this turns out because Cole Anthony's dropping in mock drafts. A lot of these mock drafts hear people and hear about stocks. You know, when I when I do mock drafts, I'm telling you the deal was the real thing about who's falling. But I'm also telling you in my mock drafts who somebody should get. And then by the time my last mock comes up, I'm just going by what I hear and what's the possibility. But right now, looking at Cole and RJ's name, RJ Hampton's names dropping is crazy. Unbelievably That's That's like out of this world to me. You know, I I don't know what people look at. Then you're looking at Anthony Edwards. He's an explosive talent, a real good talent. But so was RJ Hampton. RJ Hampton played in a different situation. More people got the ball than RJ. LaMelo Ball played more minutes on the floor than RJ. Anthony Edwards played with Georgia, who was, it was basically just him. You give RJ a team like Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball head, and then you're looking at 23 points a game. It's just unfair. To me, it's unfair. Really unfair. But when we come back, we're going to talk, um, talk about more Phillies, Eagles, and Sixers. When I come back on Follow the Leader. Follow me follow me, the flow. I back. I can take a phrase that's have heard. Now it's a deadly word. Heller than armor. Rock him or main calm. Fill our Smoke I am gonna keep following, Just following. In the 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 ball. Step away,
1: step away from frozen, step away from frozen.
0: Ron gets follow me and follow me, and follow me, and follow me,
1: follow me. Planets are balls are play. Not even a satellite, not even a satellite. So keep staring, soon as see a star, you better is the All this is a lesson if you step
0: right We back, we back, and um. One thing I want to say um, is that it's crazy. I was just thinking about the Sixers. And was, it's crazy how how deep they are right now and how it's really a, a toss-up league. Like Milwaukee's looking like they look flawless, right? But we all know they're not. Toronto's tough uh, in the East. It, the East is not getting the play. Miami's tough. Indiana's tough. They're not getting the play. Boston's tough. They're not getting the play that they're supposed to get. You look at the West and it's the same breakdown, you know, but I don't see Houston being as tough as Toronto, I, the Clippers and the Lakers. And then I think the surprise team is Denver. But after that, it's like, who in, in, in the West? Wait, what Portland, Utah are better than the East teams like Miami against Utah. I'll take that any day. Miami against Houston. Watch your back. Like Jimmy Butler and, and Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero are doing, and then got Kendrick Nunn, they're doing things over there. So the East and the weak East and all, it's crazy. Like when LeBron was winning all of a sudden, but now the Lakers are number one in the West. What can you say? Like, oh, the league is in its tough. It, come on, man. Like, it, it's really crazy. But anyway, Phillies. Now the Phillies, this COVID stuff is crazy, man. Like oh also Lane Johnson has the COVID nineteen um, Nathan Jerry um, who else um, gotta get y'all the news man it's just it's just crazy right now real crazy um have to it's it's another player. Jordan Mulata. They all have COVID nineteen, so it's crazy right now. It's just ridiculous. And and for the people out there who just are not believing, I mean, man, people and and only only in U.S. where they play self roulette with their life because they're so spoiled. America's not used to this, man. They're not. They're not used to this type of um. You know, they they're not used to like holding back. And and they, they used to be in free and all this and so now to be this restricted is, like devastating. I mean, it's people that's actually devastated, like little spoiled brats. Right, I just can't believe this man. I just can't have this mask over my face. Man, come on, man, it's ridiculous to me. But um, yeah, those uh, shouts out love to them guys that recover. Let's go Eagles. Um, let's get to the Eagles. Uh, Phillies later because it's really important that Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz, let's let's talk about it, okay? Jalen Hurts is going to be used on so many different trick plays. See, Doug Peterson do not play football. They play backyard football. That's what they play, and see, the league's not ready for that. This is all structure, this and that. No, Doug Peterson gets on his playbook and makes what he's going to make. Jalen Hurts can play. He's an athlete. He can ball. He can run. He can catch. He can throw the football. And you got Carson Wentz who's coming back strong and healthy. I mean, he's ready. I think he's, after the MVP season, it just seemed like people forgot he got hurt. I think the disrespect of the top 100 players. We got Fletcher Cox who made it. Okay, Brandon Brooks made it. On the top 100 list. Zach Ertz made it. And I think he's the best. He's the best. Um, tight end in football. After having that season, he had all of a sudden, people it's like they forgot that he had the season. It's crazy. It's like they forgot who this guy was. It's just crazy. Darius Slade, 92, you know, uh, it's good to have a player you get over the season that is one of the top 100 guys. And Brandon Brooks made it. So you know, it's like Philadelphia's offensive line. You know, it's itself. It's like one. Of the, it's definitely one been one of the best for years. We got guys who are Brooks and Kelsey and Lane and and, and Peters are all going to be Hall of Famers. I, I really feel that all of those guys are Hall of Famers. And shouts out to LaShawn McCoy. You know, it's so good to see that he got a ring because, you know, we want to get Deshaun Jackson that ring. Nick Foles got the – they was all traded. And so it's just good to see that group come back. And I think – I would like to see McCoy with the Eagles. McCoy and Jackson, you know, you look at the Eagles. You know, people say Devontae Freeman. I want McCoy, man, and for personal reasons too. But ain't like he can't play. You know, and, like, we got Miles Sanders, all right, and Boston Scott can always take a load off. They all can take loads off each other. You know, it's not like a liability if he doesn't make it. You know, you got guy. I think Elijah Holyfield should get a longer look. You know, he's a guy that could be a good power back. Have guys in the back, in the cut that, you know, Michael Warren, guys that can, on, on the practice squad, train them guys to be ready. I think that's getting McCoy's leadership coming back to Philly. Let's do it. Because the uh, worst part, he'll give you 450 yards and almost 30 catches, you know, and be hurt. And then we still got Boston Scott and Miles Sanders and Corey Clement. That's still a three-headed monster. People forget one's a Super Bowl winner. The other one's a breakout star. Like two of them are a breakout rookie and a breakout and Like These are breakout guys. It's going to be, I think it's an underrated group, and I think it needs to produce first before I even say anything. But this group can be the most dangerous in the NFL. These guys can catch the ball. They're explosive. You know, they, they got wiggle. Chloe Clement is like, he was a, he was a, at Wisconsin, he was a power guy. He's a power guy. Like, I, I, I that's what I saw out of him running. But now he got the Philly. He, he, he slimmed down. He can catch the ball. He can do a lot with the football. If he gets on the field, that's going to be a... All three of those backs can catch the football. That is a dangerous three. All we're talking about is guys that are weapons. They don't have to be Hall of Famers. I think out of all those three, it'll be Miles Sanders. He'll be a Hall of Famer. I think he has it. He's star written all over him. But Boston Scott and Corey Clement are just going to be good backs. They can both catch. They can both be dangerous. You got... Three backs that can catch eighty catches. They can all catch that type of that type of that that type those type of receivers. And if you look for a fourth back, just say if you put put McCoy in there, that's extra. And if he's not there, they still got those three. And you got Elijah Holyfield. They should definitely look into keeping the power back to move the chains. I don't think you should expect none of those three guys to be, you know, one, two yard type of backs. Jalen Hurts is trying to get you. They're trying to create controversy. Um Jeffries is going to be on the PUP list. So it's going to be time for people like Rager and Jackson and uh J.J.R. Sega Whiteside. This is his time. I I have no idea. I have no doubt that it'll be Jackson, J.J. Sega Whiteside, and Jalen Rager to start the season. Greg Ward will make the football team. Now that uh Marcus Goodwin, shout out to him and his family. You know, I mean, he made a decision to opt out. Y'all can't be Y'all are crazy. When people don't want to, they don't want to do it. I just think that's crazy. I mean, that's what he wanted to do. For him and his family, all that. Y'all are crazy. To think and call them stupid and stuff. Right, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, man. Forget y'all. The man is great deal. Great move, Marcus Goodwin. You know, whatever you feel, you feel. Uh, but now you look at John Hightower and Chris Watkins, they will, I think, automatically make the team now. I mean, one was going to be on the practice squad. Now, now I think both make it. It's interesting to see if they even get touches of, of, of the football on their first year. But they are explosive weapons. They are They're going to eventually, in, in the future, be here I, I like both of them. Speed and Carson Wentz has guys that can run all over the field and just cannot be caught. Now, you, you know this, not cannot, not unstoppable, just going to be hard to be caught. How about that? Zach Ertz is a tight end that's caught over 100 catches. This man has done it. It's, time, it's like the most underrated tight end in football. What can he do? He's won a champion. He won a Super Bowl. He was the uh, hero in the Super Bowl. He won a call over 100 catches. I mean, he's caught almost 20 catches in a game. If not, have done that. I'm trying to remember. I remember a game where it seemed like he just was catching everything that was thrown in the football, including the other teams. I don't. He was just. Zach Ertz is the best tight end in football. You look at George Kittle and people get all, you know, when these guys have all of a sudden, you know, a little spark or have a spark during the season. They have a good season. You look at Travis Kelsey, he has a spark, he does this, he catches the ball in that team on the Super Bowl. You know, um, but listen, Zach Ertz has done all this. Ain't that a better clip? You can line him up all over the field. Totally disrespectful to Zach Ertz. He's a Hall of Fame tight end. All right? Dallas Golder is just a, a weapon to have. And so when you look at Rager, Jackson, and Arcega Whiteside, White Whiteside is unproven to people. But I think he's going to do. Now it's him. He's going to be one of the most key factors for this team to excel while Jeffries is out. He's going to be a key target. He's going to use his size and be a mismatch problem. It's time for our Sega This is it. Now, after this, I know people talking and I'll be like, hold on, man. You ain't get that time. Now, this is it. Because I know you're going to get this time now. Time for him to prove his worth. He has the talent. He can be a problem. With Jackson and, and Rager as and, and speed guys out they're just going to give people hell all year. They say, if he stays healthy. Listen, he's healthy now. Get off all that if he stays healthy. till it happens, I don't want to hear that. It's like with McCoy. You got McCoy on that running back room. Oh, man. You still got a productive running back. Until he left Buffalo, he was a playmaker. He is a Hall of Fame running back. He is one of the most exciting and productive backs in football. Getting older, not like he used to be, but still majorly productive. So um, the Eagles is a team to look at, and I think they'll make their move. So I'm out, y'all. This is Lita Johnson. Um, we're gonna have uh, a lot of hosts. Um, RJ Hampton's dad will be a host. Uh, Angelo Brizzy, we got that coming up soon today, and my guy, Ricky Am. A PSN Talks, Philadelphia Phillies. We got to get on that. So I'm going to hit y'all up, man. Um, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. I'm out. Y'all, Leader Johnson.